Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined, as always, by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, we have a lot to talk about today after uh, Saturday's game in Tallahassee. We're going to mention Jared McCain's name a few times, I think, right? Uh, maybe more than a few, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made a run at, uh, at your old teammate, J.J. Reddick's uh, three-point record for, three point for freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, broke yeah. the freshman record. Yeah, he, yeah. One even made one more. He would have tied JJ for nine three pointers in the game. Shane Battier and, also did it. I don't. And he, he was going for it too. He was going for it too. He was. He had seven <laughs> at halftime. Anyway, we got yeah. a lot to talk about that game. Big <laughs> game for the Blue Devils. Uh, another win. Uh, they are just, uh, you know, they've won fourteen out of sixteen. That's uh, it's hard to argue with all that results. So anyway, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna get ready for Wednesday night's game at Miami. Another big road test for the Blue Devils. We'll talk a little bit about Tyrese Proctor, who missed the game against Florida State with a concussion. We'll see if he's going to play Wednesday night and how that might impact things. But two big road games this week for the Blue Devils at Miami, at Wake Forest. Uh, we're going to get into the uh, the NCAA tournament uh, seeding. Uh, the top 16 seeds came out from the committee on Saturday. Their, their early peak, as they call it. And we'll see where you know they had the Blue Devils in a number three seed. We'll discuss that um, and, uh, and maybe a path. For, for Duke to climb even higher on that seed line, what they need to do. So uh, a lot to break down on, on this edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. Uh, before we go any further, I will mention that uh, we are sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, set, stats, trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs and the tournament with in-game live betting contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Um, yeah, so uh, let's just get into Jared McCain first. We can't go any, you know, he was the story of the weekend. Um, yeah. You know, remember we, we talked last time about, Duke's three-point shooting as a team had been off lately. Mm-hmm. And I think we thought somebody was going to get it. Somebody was going to – it turned out it was all just Jared McCain. He was going to do all the shooting. <laughs> I thought the whole team would combine for like 14 or 15 threes. It was all Jared McCain. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, as a, as a team, if you look at the stats, as a team, they shot 62% from three as a team. But when you look a little bit deeper, you see that Jared McCain had eight of those 11 threes. He was April 11 from three. So he kind of boosts up that – uh that percentage a little bit, you know, by itself. But uh, he had a great game, especially in that first half where it seemed like he couldn't miss. And I'm not sure uh, what was going on because he kept looking over to his right shoulder, um, talking to somebody in the stands. So I'm not sure they was talking about, you know, his finger, uh, fingernails or or whatever. But it seemed like every time he made a shot or whatever, he kind of looked over to that side that was on the opposite side of the four states bench and, yeah. you know, kind of giving to him. I mean, but as a, as a fan watching from TV, I was like, oh, I, I like that. That 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 edge and verb that he had with him, and I was hoping that it was kind of carrying over to other players on the team. But you know, he had it. He had it going himself, and people finding him, and he, he just kept knocking things down. 
Yeah, that was a, a great performance, and it was fun to be there and watch his interaction with the fans. And, you know, after the game, he mentioned he likes being on the road and, you know, take, taking the heat from people. You know, he kind of gets into that a little bit. He said, and he, he said, even when they yell things that aren't aren't proper racially, like, you know, that kind of yeah, So, yeah. sadly, uh, we're still dealing with all that garbage. Yeah. But anyway, um, he had a good attitude about it. He's like, the heck, you know, they won, right? So, you know, you get to walk off the, with a smile, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there's going to be people like that. Uh, and people have to deal with that, you know, no matter where you play at. And that's a, that's a sad thing. But uh, the good thing is, for some reason, he likes Florida. So I'm hoping yeah. that kind of carries over to Miami as well, too. But uh, he likes Florida. Um, it was a great start of him being in Florida. I'm not sure he was in Florida before that. But uh, wherever they was feeding him, um, you know, before pregame, wherever he did, you know, for the pregame routine that he had going on, keep that same routine and let it carry over to the next game in Miami because we, we need that, you know, great shooting. Hopefully, touch your teammates and make sure it kind of rubs off on them as well uh, yeah. and kind of get them going too. But uh, we needed that big game from him and especially uh, for um, us to not be able to uh, shoot the ball well from three-point line, even though he did it pretty much himself, uh, you know, against Florida State. Hopefully that kind of rubs off on everybody else and we kind of get it going on, especially on the road these next two games. It's it's going to be necessary. I think particularly, I don't, I'm not overlooking Miami. Wake Forest is a better team than Miami. Okay, so Duke's really going to need that, I think, on – on Saturday against Wake, but um, they've been, I mean, they'll need it against Miami too, but maybe more against Wake. But uh, yeah, the team was 10 out of 16 from three, which is really good, but then kind of parse it. McCain was eight out of 11. So the rest of <laughs> just two of five. So Roach had two of four, um, which is, which is good. 50%. Caleb shot one, missed it. That was it. Nobody else shot any. So yeah, yeah. missed it down. Um, uh, you know, Duke played really well without Tyrese Proctor, who's out with a concussion. I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. against Wake the Monday before, he had his, hit his head in the court. And uh, you know, there's all kinds of protocols now, which are 100% necessary. Where you know you have to be able to you know go certain days without symptoms and mm -hmm. clear to travel because you can't travel on a plane when you have a head injury, that right. kind of thing. So I don't know if that'll impact. You know, it's a game at Miami. It's going to involve a plane ride. So. Um, uh, talking to John Shire, we're taping this on Monday. We spoke to John Monday morning. He said uh, uh, that he heard that they didn't have practice on Sunday. They had a day off, but the Tyrese was doing a little better. But, you know, until he gets on the practice court and exercises, and then you they evaluate how he's doing, if he's dizzy or not, and then that, it's kind of slow steps getting back. So it, it sounds like it might be a long shot for him to play on Wednesday. And so um, – you know, we're going to see how this team, but this team has won all their games without Tyrese. That's not a knock on Tyrese. He's no, a heck of a no. player. But just the way this team's come together, right? People are, yeah. are making plays to make up the difference for him. Uh, definitely. I mean, I think that kind of speaks volumes of our team, uh, knowing that a man is down, that they kind of go into the game plan of kind of stepping up and knowing that what we need to do um, outside of, you know, him being hurt at Georgia Tech. I think uh, him, you know, not playing and people preparing for him not playing in the game, we kind of rallied together and kind of figure out things, how we're going to do, especially with Caleb uh, Foster stepping into the uh, starting lineup as well and kind of get that going. So I'm hoping that uh, you know, that streak continues, you know, for us to not be uh, able to lose that streak where we go undefeated with him not playing, although we do need him, uh, you know, especially the way he plays, uh, the, the dynamic way he plays, especially in the transition. So we do need him. Um, I've never been through the – the concussion uh, protocol and things like that. So I'm not sure exactly how 
those steps go. I've, I've seen uh, former players, I've seen uh, some kind of teammates kind of go through that. And, you know, light kind of bothers them and things mm-hmm. like that. But I never personally experienced that. So I'm not exactly sure how those steps go, what he needs to do to continue to, you know, meet that criteria to kind of, you know, get back to playing or how fast he can do that. So um, honestly, I hope that he's well. Hopefully he's uh, okay. Uh, you know, you would think that, you know, the big cushion hair would kind of, you know, give, yeah. him, a little, give him a little bit of cushion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, when he falls, things like that. But, uh, you know, unfortunately that didn't happen. But, uh, Hopefully he gets he's back and he's healthy whenever he does return. Yeah, and, and yeah, not to belabor the point at all. Just, you know, the concussion protocols have have progressed so far, even since like your playing days. You know, at, at Duke, which isn't really that long ago. It's only fifteen years ago when you are maybe seventeen. Okay, anyway, <laughs> not that. Anyway, my point was yeah. not like ancient. No, we're not talking about like Grant Hill's days or you know, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Johnny Dawkins back then. Um, that. Uh, medical progress with dealing with concussions has gone a lot further, which now they've got more of a scientific approach. It used to be, as you know, you get, you get dinged. Okay. Well, shake it off. How many fingers am I holding up? Three. Okay. Back. In the right. Right. Get a little smell and salt. All right. I'm good. Yeah. You know, that type thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this would be good for Tyrese long-term uh, to make sure he's, he's really well. But um, one thing that uh, I do want to mention from that game is Jalen Blake's played 10 minutes. And he got those minutes, uh, you know, Foster played 35 minutes. I'm looking at the box score here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake's played 10 minutes. He had five points um, in those 10 minutes and a steal. Yeah, he made three free throws. If you remember that, that little stretch of the first half when, you know, Florida State was still kind of hanging around and Blake's got that steal up front and got an and one, uh, you know, and all that. Just what energy he brought, right? And he, he did that a little bit. Sean Stewart only played four minutes, but he had four rebounds. Uh, and mm-hmm. a steal. So those little contributions uh, really can make a difference uh, when you're trying to make up for a guy being gone. Uh, definitely. And then I didn't realize uh, until uh, the announcer on TV said that uh, Blaze kind of likes playing against Florida State because last year he had 17 against Florida yeah. State, which I didn't realize that, you know, he had one of his biggest, biggest games against uh, Florida State. So he already came into the game with a very – a lot of confidence, you know, very are you know in tune and ready to go and things like that so he knows that he can actually play well against his team so when you have that kind of confidence in going into the game you know the sky's kind of limit for him and for him to come in the game we already know he brings a lot of energy brings a lot of energy on defense as well and for him to kind of get things going uh, with his steel and kind of uh you know running the court and uh, get the layup and get fouled and things like that it, it, i mean it was big it was big for us and uh you know i think uh that came in uh, right before McCain had his back to back to back threes, yes, you know, uh, it went on an 11, I think it was 11 run, uh, 11 0 run, something like that, whatever it was at the time. Yep. And, um, and uh, I was very impressed with that because I was like, hey, well, this is kind of like you know, a Duke staple where we know to go on and run, and we wasn't sure when it was going to happen. And all of a sudden, one player, McCain, gets hot and he goes on a run, you know, pretty much, you know, himself, and, and that was a that was a big thing for us, and I, I love to see that part. Um, it was really interesting because uh, I saw Duke um, come out of halftime midway through the first half. They went to zone, and you don't really see Duke yes. teams go to zone that much, uh, especially you know Coach K. You know, unless something happened where two players are a big star and you know interior guys foul trouble, you don't really see zone you know you know too much. And and I saw them come out of halftime around I want to say maybe 11, 10 minute mark. Yep. And they came out with in zone. I'm like, huh, 
that's different. You know, I haven't seen that in a while, you know, that type of thing. So it was a uh, very interesting. It was. And, uh, uh, you know, John has talked about every once in a while, you know, throwing a different defense at somebody to kind of, you know, a little change up, right. Just to get them off their game a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Florida state had started off the game. They made six of their first seven shots and they yeah. a little, little lead there. I think it was 14 to eight or something like that. But, you know, McCain quickly took care of that. He buried him. Yeah. Buried yeah. Those threes and got rid of that lead. But, but, uh, you know, he, John wasn't happy with the defense that was being played a lot in that game because Florida State's so big and athletic and they were getting to the rim quite a bit. So he threw his own out there to try to, you know, slow them down a little bit, and it, and it sure seemed to work. And uh, sometimes you need to need to change up a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you hit it right there on the head. I mean, a lot of times, you know, when people are used to, you know, having you play a certain way, you know, you get to find some ways to kind of change things up, kind of put a wrinkle in your plans, especially when you're trying to get the team kind of get going, try to search for something to kind of give you a spark. So, you know, him uh, doing the, the zone and certain, you know, um, Blake's into the game and kind of, you know, change things up a little bit. And unfortunately, it worked out well for us, you know, also. You know, with you no, know, uh, it doesn't hurt to have McCain go nine for ten in the first half either. Ooh. You know, <laughs> you know, with twenty five points, so that doesn't hurt either. But um, the fact that you know we wind up uh, pushing that lead out to I think it was a ten point lead before half, and then we kind of go into the second half. Uh, you know, trying to you know maintain the game. Ten point lead at the halftime because on a, on a transition at the end of the half, McCain took a step back three. Yeah, and, yeah. and and yeah. nailed it. <laughs> and, then, and, and then they were talking to that, whoever it was. Uh, yes. <laughs> in that sideline, whoever it was, he was like, hey, I was like, if I was a crowd and I was a fan of uh, Florida State, I'd be like, yo, whoever is talking to McCain, shut up. Like, yeah. Shit, just yes. shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And uh, that was, it was just fun to watch. It was fun. And, uh, you know, I obviously talked to, I talked to players after the game and all that. And, you know, when a guy gets hot like that, you just want to get in the ball, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. And, and you went through that with, with JJ, right? When he got on the heater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I, no. Uh, it's just funny how, I mean, see, it seems so simple, but once it gets started, like, you know, okay. Yeah. Feed him. Feed him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, uh, in my experience, I mean, what can you say? The, the guy's hot. Like it, it seems yeah. like every time he uh, steps over to half court, you know, the ocean is the basket, you know, and yeah. he's throwing it in every everywhere. So it's kind of like, all right, well, we got to figure out ways to get him on this side and shooting the theory or get him on this side of shooting three, which is a great problem to have because no matter where he's going, it's going in, you know, that type of thing. So to have uh, McCain uh, throw the ball up and just only missing one shot in the first half, he's like, man, can the guy really miss? Like, you know, he's been doing uh, – threes in transition, um, he was driving to the basket, doing layups, little scoop uh, shot layups. Like It seemed like you know, he just couldn't miss, and he was feeling it. And the good thing about uh, our team was we would find him in transition and find him to do different things and let him uh, you know, score versus like, all right, we will slow down and run plays. Like, no, he is the play. He is the play. Like, <laughs> give him the ball. He is the play. So that was great for our team to really uh, acknowledge that and find that out. And and McCain came through on everything. So, like I said, I mean, seven threes in the first half, seven for eight, you know, from three-point line, you know, missing one shot in the first half. You know, the guy the guy was hot. I mean, you know, what he had, 35 points? So yes. The guy was hot. The guy was hot. He tied um, the freshman record for Duke for scoring in a game. Zion Williamson had 35 against Syracuse. That was an overtime game. But he didn't score in overtime, so that kind of evens it out. But uh, okay. Jared <laughs> did it. In, you know, they both did it in regulation. Even though mm-hmm. Zion had extra opportunities in overtime, he didn't score there. Uh, so that tied the record. Um, the record for three pointers made by a freshman in the game was set by Cam Reddish in 2018. He made seven against Army, 
And so uh, Jared had eight, so he holds he holds that record by himself. But the school record is nine uh, for three pointers in the game for any you know any age, and that was Shane Battier and and, and JJ. So they they still have that. Jared didn't inch up there yet. I was I wanted him to get it. It's just so fun to be in the gym when something like that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. You're watching an all time great performance, and um, I was walking out of the press conference with John Shire after the after we were done in Tallahassee. We were just talking about how. Like, what does that remind you of? Whether, you know, we've both seen a lot of Duke basketball and like we started talking about great performances, you know, and the kind of the history of Duke basketball that we've seen in the last 15, 20 years. And that was right there with him. It was really fun. Really fun. It definitely was. It definitely was. I mean, uh, you know, he did his little bit different. You know, I, I don't remember JJ taking a lot of dribbles. He just catch and shoot <laughs> no matter where he was at. <laughs> a guy in front of his face, you know, like why are you shooting that shot? Oh, it don't matter. No, when the, when the you feel it and you that hot, it doesn't yeah. matter if the guy's in front of you or not. That that ball's going in no matter where it's at. So that was a, <laughs> the that was the, the most crazy thing I remember about JJ because you know no matter what he was throwing that thing up there and it was going in the way that you know McCain has been coming on. Maybe his grandparents need to come back. You know, keep, continue to yeah. rebound for him. Like, I don't know what's going on, but ever since his uh, his grandparents came back, you know, um, he's been up you know shooting the ball well. So uh, I'm not sure what what your names are, but grandparents. Please come back. Come visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rebound more. <laughs> <laughs> Every shot was a heat check, and, and they all went in except for yeah, a couple of them. Except so. seven one, yeah. In the first half, <laughs> seven one, yeah, yeah. So good for him. Um, one other thing that happened Saturday, we're going to talk about this, is uh, the NCAA tournament uh, did their top seeds, uh, which they do now about a month before Selection Sunday, and to tell us like a snapshot, like where are they, where are their thought process is right now. Here's what they think of teams. And it's really good. I mean, I know there's a lot of basketball to be played, but mm-hmm. we know they had Purdue number one. The four number ones were in order, Purdue, UConn, Houston, and Arizona. So they were the top four seeds uh, in the ones. The two seeds, uh, Carolina, Tennessee, Marquette, and Kansas. The three seeds were uh, Alabama, Purdue, I'm sorry, uh, Baylor. Alabama, Baylor, Iowa State, and Duke. And the four seeds were Auburn, San Diego State, Illinois, and Wisconsin. So Duke was a three seed. They were the they were number twelve overall. So they were the lowest three seed. They were just they just moved from the four line to the three line with this last couple of wins, uh, you know, winning streak they've had. Um, Carolina, it sounds like had been on the one line, but they've lost a few games lately, right? So right, that right. dropped them down. Arizona shot past them, um, and then now since then, Purdue lost. Purdue <laughs> lost. Yeah, yeah. UConn yeah, clobbered Marquette. Yeah, so I would yeah. think UConn, you know, as they were, were the overall number one at this point. But again, there's a lot of basketball to be played. And last but, week, um, Kansas lost last week. So, yeah. But, uh, the, the fact that what I didn't understand was how can you be ranked top 10 and be the 12th, the 12th part, you know, the last on the verge of, you know, three or four seed. And I know right. the strength, the strength of the, of the, you know, the season and things like that. But if it doesn't take place in the actual rankings overall, how is it going to skip over the actual rankings to the actual uh, NCAA tournament, you know, seedings? So they're going, they're also factoring in like the, 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 it's not the RPI anymore. Now it's called the net, you know, the, the power ranking. So on that, like right now, Duke is number 17 and Carolina is number nine um, in, in that. In taking on, the, on, the, account. on the net. On the net. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and then, you know, they also use like Ken, Ken Pomeroy's, um, uh, you know, analytics stuff he does. Uh, uh, that's another metric they use. 
And I'm looking at that right now as we speak. Carolina is 10 and Duke is 11 in that. So um, Duke's very close to passing Carolina, as a matter of fact, um, on that ranking. So uh, that's about what we say. They were 12th overall. So they factor all that kind of stuff in and they look at, uh, you know, Duke has um, five quad one wins or five and two against the top quadrant, um, uh, two and one against the second best. Where Duke's a little bit having trouble is they have two losses now against teams that are it's considered quad three results, and those are um, Arkansas and Georgia Tech because those two teams have kind of gone in the tank. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I agree with Georgia Tech, but Arkansas at the time they're not going at the time they're going like they're going, yeah, it's how it ends up. So that's so that's what I'm that, saying. Like, like at, at, at the time, I can understand, like, because Arkansas was one of the better teams at the time, right? You know, when, when we played them early in the season, Georgia Tech, yes, that was a hurt for us, you know, and we took a you know on the chin with that. But for Arkansas at the time, I was like, hey, right, well, this team was this. So now, all of a sudden, yeah. when Michigan State was top five when we beat Michigan State early in the year, that doesn't mean anything because they went down. No, it does. That Michigan State has actually come back up. Um, <laughs> but they're not top five though. Like, they're not top five. No, no. Yeah. But they're, but they're. You know, um, I can look where they are on the net as we sit here and speak. Um, they are twentieth. Okay. They're twentieth in the net. So that's a quality win for Duke. That's one of their quad one victories. Is is Michigan State, and they also have the win over Baylor, right, on a neutral court. Mm-hmm. And Baylor's number eleven in the net, and Baylor was uh, number three seed along with Duke in this this first uh, ranking. So um, there's a lot factored in there, uh, and um, you know, Duke still has a chance to, you know, I'm looking here at the, at the quad two losses, right? So um, Carolina has one, Georgia Tech. So <laughs> that's the same yeah. thing that's going to yeah. cancel each other out. Uh, but, you know, the other top teams that are in the, um, you know, in these top 16 rankings, uh, uh, Arizona has one quad three loss, okay? Um, you know, Carolina has one. Marquette has, uh, they don't have any, I'm sorry. Uh, so none, none of the other teams that are up there that high have two losses that are kind of that lower quality. And that's, that does change as the year goes on. I mean, if Georgia tech would happen to win two or three in a row, they might rise in the net to get back up, you know, to, to where that would be a quad two instead of a quad three. Right. And that that would help. So that's kind of, it's just the way the system is. And it's the same for everybody. It doesn't, you know, it's just, you know, uh, (laughs) it, it, it changes all the way up until, the day they make the bracket, right? The, the, yeah, that weekend yeah. um, until yeah. those teams are done playing. Um, but usually when you get to this point in the season, it's really hard for somebody to move up a, a drastic, you know, it's weird though. Cause Georgia tech, I don't want to spend too much time on them, but they have like, the three conference wins that were, they have four now, but three of them are Carolina, Duke and Clemson. And they're all teams that are going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's that's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And yet they're yeah. like in last place. You know, right. 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 <laughs> so it's kind of wild. Anyway, so that's what anyway that's where Duke is now, uh, and Duke as we talk about these quad one opportunities, uh, you know uh, Miami is not going to be a quad one because they're they're down lower now, so they'll be a quad two game tonight or Wednesday, but uh, they're just barely. Gosh, if they were in the top seventy five, that would be a quad one because it's a road game, mm-hmm. but they're seventy ninth right now, so they could still climb up there. They could maybe if Duke beats them, then they beat somebody else. They can move back up. Okay, but Wake Forest will be a quad one opportunity. And then, well, that's what I was going to say because um, I did see that they only have four teams. They're predicting, they're predicting four teams from the ACC that make the tournament. 
So that either that either leaves out Virginia or Wake. It's if it's, Wake. Only, four, if it's only four teams, and yeah. I'm thinking like Wake was on the bubble. So I, I was hoping that we at least get five because Wake was going you know, kind of on the bubble like that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize that um, they're only going to give us four. Well, it's again, it's there's still yeah, a few weeks peak, left. Sneak peek, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, the, the 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 first look is just the sixteen from the from the committee. So the other mm-hmm. stuff, the projection of the entire field is done by outside, you know, people like us or people that look at it and, and kind of predict. Um, so, yeah, the only the top 16 is our only snapshot of how the committee views these teams for just yeah. those 16. Um, yeah. So the other stuff is kind of, you know, here and there. And, you know, Wake was was in until they've you know, they lost a close game to Duke. Uh, they beat State and then they lost to Virginia by two points on Saturday. That's a, Those are good losses. That's not going to hurt them that way. But yeah, they need they need another road win. I mean, they're going to be fired up when Duke comes on Saturday. Cause I think if they can win that one, that's going to pretty much solidify. That's going to make their case. Up, to get yeah, in, you know, yeah. so that's, that's going to be tough for Duke. They're going to have to, you know, really do that. But, but Wake has time. Wake has time to get some other wins, get back up there in the tournament without beating Duke. Let's put that. Yeah. <laughs> they can do it without beating Duke, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, that's what's going on. Uh, uh, you know, tournament bracketology wise. And, uh, but there is, again, we talk about Duke's schedule. There is a path for, for the blue devils to improve their, their, their status where they are to, to, uh, to get back up, um, maybe move up, uh, you know, uh, they need uh, Iowa state Baylor and Alabama are on that line with them. Obviously Marquette losing so badly to UConn could help drop them down a little bit and move somebody else up. So that's kind of how the jockeying is going to go here. As we get down, uh, you know, late uh, with less than now we're less than a month, right? Set, less, uh, yeah, less than a month. I mean, the good thing is if you just kind of have those horse blinders on, just look at your stuff and kind of look at you know the things that you're playing against. The way this season has going, been going, everybody's been losing at some point. They right. may not think they're gonna lose. So if you just right. kind of take care of your own business, you can might even, like you said, drastic, you know, rise. That could be a drastic rise where you can be going on outside looking in on the one to be two spot. If yep. you just kind of take care of your business, beating uh, Wake and Virginia and uh, Carolina and Carolina and win an ACC tournament or at least get to the, the championship game of the ACC tournament, whatever you could, put, you know, potentially get up to the last number one spot or the number two spot. Beating Wake and Virginia and Carolina in the regular season would certainly boost Duke even more because those are yeah. three teams. Again, I think Wake's going to end up in the tournament. We know Virginia and Carolina are. And, you know, Duke's right there now for – they could win the ACC. Uh, you know, Carolina's yeah. lost a couple of games. Yeah. Uh, it's right back down to um, – they got a chance. Yeah, you know? I mean, let's see. The way season going, I mean, people are going to lose that you don't respect them to lose. And all of a sudden, if you take care of that, your own stuff, you could be vying for, you know, a position that you think you're going to get. And – Put yourself in a you know, better position versus like you know trying to be a three or four seed and trying to go through the, the NCAA tournament with that. Right, and I you know I think I mentioned earlier I think I said fourteen out of sixteen. Duke's actually won fifteen out of seventeen. I don't want to slight um, nope, fifteen out of seventeen after the day we walked out of the of a McCamish over there at Georgia Tech. That Duke was five and three, okay. and now at twenty and five, so that's fifteen out of seventeen games that they've won. That's a that's an incredible streak. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely, that is great basketball. Definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, we've been we're playing well. At the same time, uh, we need to continue to have consistent plays from our, our guys. You know, um, I know 
McCain had it going, but you know, Flip only had eight, Mitchell only had seven, and we still without um, uh, Proctor too. So it, it's, it speaks well that we actually still winning, uh, but I would hope that we actually can get these uh, other guys going as well. I think so, and I think there's still there's still time for that. And there's I know I know it's getting late, but uh, uh, this team, you know, has a toughness to. They've played through a lot of injuries this year. There's been a lot of guys out, right? Mitchell was out. Uh, yep. Roach was out. Uh, Proctor has missed two two stretches here now um, with things. And uh, other than the pit game, right, that was the game that Jeremy and Mark missed. They were both right, not right. in uniform and Duke lost. Uh, they've they've taken care of business. And you mentioned George, at Georgia Tech, when a guy gets hurt in the middle of the game, it's a little bit different, right? It's hard to prepare. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing is thrown out, so um, – I think that again, maybe that's why you know the committee still has Duke, you know, as a three seed. They look at that Georgia Tech loss like, well, they didn't have their, they didn't have this guy, they didn't have Pitt. They they do take that into consideration. They'll say they lose the game by four to Pitt without your two best, without two starters. We're not going to dig in as much for that. They do they do take that into account. So that's a good sign okay. when it comes to that. So, but anyway, we will see um, Wednesday night at Miami. Miami is not going to the tournament this year. Barring some miraculous run here, they have they have fallen off. They're still a talented which crazy, team, which is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And uh, yeah. I really thought that was going to be a team uh, that could do something. They lost to Boston College on Saturday, and BC's they're a better team. I like that, but that's not a game Miami should lose. Yeah, um. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially so, I mean, I only watched them play once, and that's when they uh, gave you know Carolina a run for their money. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I was like, if you not. I don't understand it. But you playing this game, how come you're not playing like this every single game? Right. Y'all would not be in this position. So I haven't paid you know attention too much uh, to them this year, but I just, I didn't expect them to be not in the you know um, top five of ACC where you going into the tournament uh, in March. Yeah, they're six and nine in the conference as we as we sit here today in the early yeah. game on Wednesday. I didn't so. expect that at all. I yeah, they're down at the all. bottom. They're going to be playing on Tuesday in DC and the first the first day of the tournament. They're not going to get yeah. any buys at all. So anyway, but um, we will uh, uh, appreciate everybody listening uh, to the to the podcast and everything. We'll be back later on in the week to to wrap up that Miami game and get ready for that big game Saturday against Wake. Hopefully by then we'll have some answers about Tyrese Proctor and uh, we'll know more about. Uh, we'll have another game, another another data point to talk about. Uh, as the Blue Devils head on the road for a quad one game. Well, hopefully the quad one down at Miami and uh, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, uh, thanks again to bet online for sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate them. Sheldon, any final thoughts for the listeners as, as the Blue Devils get ready to go to South Florida? No, no. Uh, keep this train going. <laughs> keep this train going. 15 out of 17. Don't laugh yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as always, let's go do. All right. See you next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.